Hi, and welcome to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. Every week we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Mel. I'm Katie. And we're your hosts. This week we watched La La Land, directed by Damien Chazelle and released in 2016. The plot of La La Land goes something like this. A jazz pianist and an actress fall in love in Los Angeles while chasing their creative dreams. And um, it is still out in cinemas, so if you haven't seen the movie yet and you don't want to be spoiled, maybe come back and listen to this episode later. Okay, um, La La Land. People are going crazy about La La Land. I can really, really see why. I can. But, my God, if they don't start casting people who are good singers and dancers in musicals, my head is going to explode. Like, I love musicals. I love musicals. I'm like a Broadway nerd and I love movie musicals have been my favorite since forever. You know, I love Singing in the Rain was like my first love and I, you know, used to dance to it down the street when I was two years old. This is like my bread and butter and like I, I want it to be good so badly but Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone can't sing and they're not good dancers and it kills me. Yeah. Um, People are going crazy for this movie and I frankly can't see it. I mean, I I get it, – it ticks a lot of boxes of the Hollywood thing and the romance thing and the musical thing and these hot young stars thing. But, my God, this movie, to me, the highlight of this film was when John Legend came in mm. and he had he did a – there was a really great concert set piece mm. in the middle where um, – which was supposed to be the bad music that Ryan Gosling's character shouldn't be playing because he's a purist. And that was like – the that, highlight. There was a highlight. I mean, the movie does pick up after John Legend kind of has his bit in the middle. But, yeah, the the lack of, like, strong singing and dancing skill really lets them down on it this. It really does. Um, it really, really does. Emma Stone yeah. is one of the cutest human beings on the planet. And, like, she's so charming and so good at acting, mm. right? Like, every Adorable. time that she's acting in this movie, you uh, she kills me. You know, she's great. Oh, she, there, there's then like she starts singing stuff that she does. Yeah. Uh, and, like... She's just not that good. Like there's it's I, not just not good. It's 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 like they hit all the notes but it's so weak. And like when they go to try and go in the lower register or the or the higher register, it just drops out completely, she can't, you know. Like she can't belt at all. No. She's got no kind of there's no vocal depth there. And like um the the songs the songs in this movie aren't really belters, but at the same time like there's just not that kind of well, but they can't be because th- this is not that kind of movie because they've cast the people that they've cast. They can't – it means much like Moana, which we just reviewed, We they can't do a big showstopper in the middle of this because there isn't anyone other than John Legend who can carry it. Right. And, and like, her big emotional song at the end of the movie as well, it's – and this is one of the other things about La La Land. It is shot so beautifully. It looks incredible. Um, and I really appreciated that. But And that, sh- that scene where, the, you know, the lights go out, there's that kind of fade thing and she comes up and it's all one take and it goes around her head and it's so good mm. and the singing's not there. <laughs> and it's this, this is the problem through the whole movie. And But, like – the movie gets better when they start fighting. Like it's this whole movie about there's kind of this is kind of like a, a romantic comedy musical where the cameras keep rolling after they get to have their big kiss at the end, you know? Mm, yeah. Um, and, and they are really good at that stuff. Yeah. The acting stuff. They're fantastic. And um Damien Chazelle, who we watched um Whiplash, Whiplash. like not that long ago. It was the end of last year. Sometime this year. This interminable year. And <laughs> he is really good at shooting like music and theater and like he Mm. is obviously in his wheelhouse shooting in the theater shooting music like he he would be um 
an amazing concert um, cinematographer. Mm. Like he's really good at that. But he's, he's he does but, quite well with the dancing scenes too. The, yeah. the thing about the dancing scenes in this movie that's like so frustrating for me is like they finally shoot them right. They hold the camera still and they have long takes and they get mm. to actually show off the dancing which isn't good. <laughs> like all these movies that I go see where I'm like, oh my God, all these dancers that I love are in this movie uh. and they're all dancing so well and it's constant jump cuts. And then I finally see a movie where it's shot well and there's no jump cuts and they don't dance well. Yeah, and I'm um, like, oh my God. It actually also made me think of another movie we saw earlier this year, Hail Caesar, in which like is not a great movie, but there's this wonderful bit with Channing Tatum and the yeah. sailors. And that was like, and it's so similar as well because you're on a back lot and you've got, you know, the actors who can sing and all that kind of thing. But it's done by a, someone who is an amazing dancer and has an amazing group of backup dancers and it's really well done. Apparently and so he couldn't actually tap dance before he did that. No, but he's a, he's a professional learned. dancer though. Yeah. And it shows and he doesn't try and sing too much or anything like that. But Oh, it shows so much, by the way, when they try to do that like ballroom stuff with Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone and neither of them have the carriage for it. And then they do the um, – <laughs> this is me really noting out. So the Griffith, Griffith Observatory scene yeah. – where they are dancing in silhouette immediately yeah. as soon as you see them. You're like, <laughs> yeah. that's not them. Yeah, I know. Because they're holding themselves totally differently. I know. <laughs> also, I'm pretty sure that the girl is taller than Emma Stone because they're much more similar. Heights, I, but yeah. it, it would, well, it, it must, it's probably hard to get someone to double her because she's so thin and long. Mm. Like, it's probably hard to find um, a professional dancer who, like, was a, also a good body double. Um, but yeah, there's like, you see them do that and you're like, oh, they've done that just so that we can conveniently do that. Get this, and and then at the same time you're like, oh, I wish they still dubbed, you know, their voices because, oh. Well, then it's. I mean, that's not really fair to the voice actors who do it. But yeah, yeah, I, I, I know it's. There's not a. It's it's a really hard problem to solve because you need an actor who can. You need actors who can carry the film, but you also. But most of the people who've got the singing voice to do that weren't able to carry the film. I don't know what the what the decision making was behind that. I think the thing is that, like, I preferred Emma Stone to Ryan Gosling, partly because her character is much nicer. Yeah, oh my God. Ryan Gosling is, is a shit. Sufferable. He is an awful, awful. You, you only get to like him really late in the yeah, movie. Yeah, and that's just because he's around. so supportive. Yeah. Like, that's all he really has going for but him. But he also learns that he has to be. Um, and that's a, like, a, there is a journey there. Yeah. He's insufferable for the first two thirds of the film. Oh, yeah. He's awful. And, um, and she's so much more likable. And still gets to have like flaws and still gets to be mm. imperfect without being a total raging asshole most of the time. <laughs> um, yeah. To add insult to injury as well, J.K. Simmons was cast in this movie as Ryan Gosling's boss. Now, J.K. Simmons can sing, but doesn't. Um, <laughs> right after that opening scene where like, again, the voices aren't that strong, but it's got a really great dance number that yeah. I enjoyed. Yeah. Well, that, that opening scene appeared to be performed by professional dancers slash like street performers the costuming in this movie was great too emma stone's little oh, dresses are the cutest they things. are like adorable green one i mean that she wears i do wonder how a struggling actress who's working part-time as a barista affords such an amazing wardrobe of ama of glorious summer dresses that most of which have their own set of matching shoes but yes it is glorious costuming it's beautiful and aspirational um this is going to be a strange comparison but i recently watched teen beach movie and uh, the choreography for Teen Beach Movie was done by a guy called Christopher Scott, who's this amazing hip-hop choreographer. And they have this scene where the two leads 
who are not very good dancers dance really good Christopher Scott choreography. Yeah. And it reminds the, – the scene in this where they're on the bench, it starts really similarly to that. They're uh, both yeah. on the bench and, and the scene reminds me of that. Um, And it's it's exactly the same feeling where you're watching them and you can see the, like, the effort that's been put into teaching them how to dance this yeah. and all that sort of stuff. But, like, it just feels so wasted on them. Yeah. You know, it yeah. just feels like all this work has been wasted on these guys. I, I just looked up the choreographer who is Mandy Moore, but it's not that it's, Mandy No, it's Moore. a different – It's a different oh, Mandy Moore. Of course you were thinking of the other Mandy Moore. I was, I just Mandy, Mandy Moore is Moore a really pop famous, singer. Mandy Moore is a really famous choreographer as well. Um, yeah. She does – oh, my God. She does – okay, so on So You Think You Can Dance, there's this one, Total Eclipse of the Heart, that Melanie Moore danced with – I can't remember his name right now, the blonde gymnast boy. Um, it is – the most incredible thing. That's a Mandy Moore one. You should watch okay. it afterwards. I'll put it in the show um, notes. I, because you said that at the end of the movie and I was like, yeah. I was like, Mandy Moore is choreographing now. I thought she was on This Is It. Um, what's that show? Not This, this Is, is it. Us. This Is Us. How is she? Have, how does she have time to also be a choreographer? This makes so much more sense. <laughs> and I didn't even pick up that, of course, you don't know who the other Mandy Moore is. No, <laughs> um, no surprisingly enough, I do not. Uh, but yeah, there's like in the credits, there's like four body doubles credited <laughs> for Ryan Gosling. It's kind of crazy. Um, and I just, it like, yeah. It, he also, like, you can see him doing things like he puts his hands in his pockets for almost all of his dance scenes to try and, like, have some control and things. But he is better at dancing than Emma Stone yeah, is. Emma and Stone's he also not. does all his own piano in this. The other, most of his own piano. Even the girls that they have living with Emma Stone as strange casting. Because you'd think you'd, they'd cast, like, some people who could sing and dance for those guys well, they, but even then some not, of those girls were dancers like they, they were okay they but they like weren't dancers. but it never seemed very impressive and it seems like maybe they were trying to like hold back so that Emma Stone didn't look really out of place <laughs> yeah or sound really out of possible. place with the singing yeah the, the but the thing is like the second half of this movie really kind of won me over a lot um yeah I, I didn't hate it like I did start to like the second half of the movie but I didn't I don't know. It, the first half really kind of was so boring. I really liked the second half of the movie. Now, the first half of the movie, like, I like the first half of the movie because I spent a lot of time imagining other people in the roles. I was literally just yeah, she like was picturing like Jim Kelly other in my head. Into my ears. Yeah, and thinking of other actors who could mm. play them. I, almost anybody else in the Ryan Gosling role. Almost anybody else. Like, they could teach anybody else to do the singing and dancing. Well, and the thing is, they could. the thing that he could do, which was the piano, is the easiest thing to fake of all right. the things. Um, and, you know, you, you could put so many other people who could either sing or dance into mm -hmm. that role um, and just, you know, improve the movie by, like, five times for me. Mm -hmm. um, whereas Emma Stone is a little bit harder because she's really good. She does a good job of the the performance mm. like the acting side of it um but i was also thinking well anna kendrick <laughs> put anna kendrick in there yeah she can sing yeah and she could easily be taught to do the same amount of dancing and she's also a good actress well, anna so. kendrick's probably got she's done some broadway so she's probably got hasn't she maybe I'm, no no okay but she yeah exactly you, it's easier to teach her to sing but it's all, again dancing is easier to fake than singing right right so again, like if if you're gonna be pick what bit to fake and who, well, not just to fake, but to, to teach, I think, yeah, more than Although to fake. I, if it would have had a very very different vibe with Anna Kendrick, she's yeah. not. Emma Stone has a sweetness about her, which Anna Kendrick has more of an edge to yeah. her, um, which I think it would have been a very different sort of thing. Um, but I mean, I don't know who else you would cast. She's so lovely. I really do love her, but yeah, oh, I don't know. 
Well, that's the thing. I mean, with Emma Stone, I can sort of forgive it to a certain extent. Mm. Um, but with Ryan Gosling, I just don't know what he brought to the role that nobody else could bring to the role. I can think of plenty of other people who could be good. Well, yeah, we in had this role. well, we had this discussion on the way home. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, <laughs> and like five years ago, Zac Efron, and like bunch uh, of others. Um, Oscar Isaac was one of the people mm. I thought of. Obviously, Tom Hiddleston. Um, there were a couple of other people that I was thinking of, like. Yeah, and we went through so many names as well <laughs> that it's hard for me yeah. to remember all of them. But, like, I also was – a lot of the time in this movie I was sitting there going, God, I can't wait till there's a stage musical adaptation of this. <laughs> and they put really good actors – I mean, really good singers Broadway and dancers, yeah. like Broadway people in it. And, you know, then and, – and the thing is, all the stuff that's really impressive about the film of this, like, that it looks so good and the fade-ins and the fade-outs look so cool, like, the, the nostalgic style of filmmaking. And this is such a love letter to L.A. Yeah, in a really like beautiful mid-century way. L.A. and um, all that, that sort of mid-century modern, modernist aesthetic. Yeah, all that stuff, and the colors are so beautiful in this movie, you know. Um, and and there's so many things that I did like about it, especially by the end. I think it was really kind of because the the it's drama. The, well, that's the thing is the story of the second half is really interesting. Mm. It's not about it's about them having to choose between this romantic idealized world that the musicals and the movies they grew up with created and their careers and their lives, and eventually, you know, they they have to go with what's best for them and it's not what's best for them as a couple and it's interesting and they don't end up together and they mm. end up with that oh that sequence that he imagines oh. that i loved so much that was like kind of a um that uh, um american in paris style like they go into the different mm. you know fake so... sets or the broadway melody from mm. singing in the rain where they yeah. do all the sets and and all that sort of stuff and it's so emotional and you know that it's like this whole life that they didn't live yeah and all all that they use to show it are, are like they have the the, the imagined sequence and then all it is is like one look between them yeah. as she leaves the club and it's like heartbreaking but true. Very but also kind of sweet. Like yeah. it's bittersweet, I think. Yeah, it's beautiful. And I think it also covers one of the sort of central um, dilemmas that we often talk about and at least among our friends is a real issue. The The real clash in our generation particularly, but I mean it's, it's sort of a product of the time, between like the – genuine need to actually make a living and the need to pursue your creative passion and again it's that we've grown up being told to follow your dreams and and be pure and creative and all that kind of stuff but there is a genuine clash between like actually having to live your life and it's all this something gets sacrificed and in the yeah end, in this movie it's that relationship yeah and um, they are and they do pursue their dreams and purely as they can but yeah you can't it's that sort of you can't have it all you have to choose yeah um and that's i mean it's so it's very like, relatable it's so relatable and so interesting and cool and i liked that and and ryan gosling kind of has to redeem himself by not getting the girl in the mm. way like he has to redeem himself for being the asshole in the beginning by sacrificing that relationship for her yeah. success yeah and he, um, he really does that and um, he and he has to also do the Ron and Hermione thing where he has to show that he's listened to her. Um, they have this big fight and then all mm. the things that she said he kind of listens to afterwards when um, mm. that was really interesting to me as well because in the beginning of the movie he wouldn't listen to anybody else, you know, no. and that was really cool. Well, um, his journey um, is a good journey. Yeah, and she's, and her journey is believing in herself and his journey is um, not, not doing quite that. believing in <laughs> yourself so much. Yeah, it's, it, and they parallel and they yeah. parallel in different ways. It's so, like, it's so cool and it's so well put together and – and um, I also liked that party where they met up, where he was like the in the, the 80s key. band. <laughs> oh my god, that was, that was amazing. So good. Um, 
But and the, the thing about the music in this movie as well is that when it's just music and there's no singing, it's actually pretty good. That 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 um melody, the the um city of lights is mm. great. And it ties the movie together so well, you know, and you yep. hear it in different ways and it's calling her to him, but it's also kind of sad and it's their refrain. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a couple of other kind of set pieces that like, uh, um, the, the music when they're not singing is fine, but then they start singing and they ruin everything. Mm. And it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. My God, like we, you know, they're, they're paying homage to these great musicals uh-huh. that I watched as a kid. And, like, in order to do this, you have to have two of the skills required. You have to be good at singing and dancing or singing and acting or dancing and acting. You need two. At least. Pick two. Yeah. Like, because, yeah, as we also discussed on the way home, there aren't too many, like, famous, uh, like, triple threats who are, like, big enough to carry their own movie. No. Among this generation of actors, our generation of actors. And I mean, the greatest triple threat among our generation of actors is a guy who basically hasn't done much and is like has been supporting roles forever, which is um, James, James Marsden, who's yeah. incredible. But yeah, he just has never quite um, broken through to to be the the lead on anything, um, to carry anything, which is is kind of sad. Um, but yeah, yeah, you. But uh, yes, at least two, like an actor who can sing, or an actor who can dance. You know, we can work with the rest, right? Or, you know, even the singer who can dance and is not that great at acting. Although that wouldn't really work for La La Land. La La Land no, it needed it. It works for, like, the older musicals where there's more musical numbers. This one didn't have quite as many musical numbers in it. No. But, like, they could have cast somebody who could sing better in that opening as well. Well, the like, opening, because kind of the first bit that disappointed me was the – oh, it's not the opening, the second musical number where she goes home to her girlfriends and she's getting ready to oh, go yeah, out. Oh, that was so disappointing. Well, because I've – even though I haven't even fi- finished watching the series, it made me think of the Sexy Getting Ready song from <laughs> Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which is so God. amazing. Yeah, Rachel. Yeah, not quite big enough a name yet to carry this kind of stuff. Santino but- Fontana playing the um, the um, Ryan Gosling role. Oh, my God. <laughs> I would die. He's amazing. Yeah. Santino Fontana is incredible. He would be perfect. And he could do it too. He he can do the whole asshole thing. Who, yeah, like, he's who the right. He's got the right look. He's yeah, perfect. I know. He's <sighs> probably just not quite. No, he's not famous, famous enough. enough. I don't care. These are people who like, and these are people who I love as well. Like mm. from other, you know. Have you heard his um, audition piece for Frozen? He no. sang um, "I Feel Pretty" from West Side Story, but he sang it as like "I Am Pretty." Because they told him not much about the movie. They yeah. told him that, like, he was the character he um, was playing was kind of full of himself and had a darker yeah. side to him. So he sang that. It's so good. You have to listen to it. I, again, that'll be another one for the show notes. <laughs> There's going to be, like, yeah, me and musicals. It'll just be. Oh, also the other thing, um, when I saw the credits, I was like, oh, I didn't know. Um, Pasek and Paul, um, who were um, Broadway music composers composers yeah. and uh have written um a play called dear evan hansen which is really really great yeah it's really blowing up on broadway right yeah now. um um and ben platt in the lead of that who was in pitch perfect is so good yeah um, ben platt's another one who's just not quite famous enough but again would have the right sort of look and feel to do this part i don't think so i think he's a bit too nerdy um he's got a few years on him but, like to grow before he can do the whole growly yeah. thing <laughs> um but yeah I, well i was thinking of um christian ball a lot too but he's too old um, but again, he's kind of the right, yeah. He's got the right idea. look, and he would have exactly the right voice for this role, by the way. Mm. And he carry he's, off on, the dancing. he's in falsettos right now. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just like, and he, yeah, he could do the dancing. 
but yeah, that's what I was thinking for like when they finally put the musical on stage. Yeah. And we get to see it on stage. And the lighting in this movie is so good too, by the way. Like the, <laughs> yes. the, it uses all of these kind of different colored lights to set moods and stuff. It's really fun. Mm. It looks so good. Yeah. Oh, I can't get over how good it looks. Da- Damien Chazelle is like, he's really good at music and visuals. Mm. Like really, really good. Yeah. Putting music and visuals together is something that he can, he has real skill at. Um, and I would love to see him direct a real musical. Yeah, I actually, I even want to like praise the sound editing in this, which is, oh, it's which so is another good. strength of um, Whiplash, actually. But like the use of just moments where the score goes away when they want to underscore like awkwardness or emotion. Cause, but the car horns and the, the yeah. um, fire alarm going mm-hmm. off, and like it sounds exactly like a real fire alarm uh-huh. going off, like yep. br- like the way it hurts your ears. Yep, and and the 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 horn on his it's so good but then and there are moments when they want to they're silent yeah completely silent no score no nothing and the way that the sound editing also highlights like the sort of fantasy sequences as opposed to like the real sequences mm. and how kind of sounds fade in and out oh it's yeah like, yeah and and the, the, this is a really really well produced movie technically mm-hmm. yeah and it, this is all the stuff that we praised about damien chazelle's other film um, whiplash. yeah but every, in, see the thing in whiplash was that they're all horrible yeah um whereas in this one i really liked emma stone like i i genuinely felt for her and she was really interesting mm. and cute and and um yeah, yeah, I didn't feel for Ryan Gosling for most of the movie. <laughs> I do wonder if, like, maybe if a more likable actor had been cast in that role, if mm. it might have yeah, softened a, him a little. I'm not a great fan of Ryan Gosling, it turns out. Like, I've watched two movies of his this year, and, I mean, this one was better than the other one, which was my least favourite of 2016. But I'm not – I'm just not that into Ryan Gosling. I'm sorry, I just can't. Like, I can't – Suicide Squad was so terrible. Um, anyway, um, no, Ryan Gosling – He's has his moments. I've seen him in things where I liked him more, but yeah, I don't but... like him in most things. Um, also, his <laughs> eyes are really close together, and Emma Stone's eyes are really far apart, and it's really distracting in this movie. Um, that's yeah. not the point. And she looks so much like an anime character too. <laughs> like, yeah, and, the, and those eyes would take her. up her whole face. Yeah, and they they play them up with like big black eyeliner all the time and stuff like that. She's just always like, <gasps> and the, and also she's so um, she's so skinny as well in this movie. So like it is. It, there's no like extra flesh on her face. It's all eyes. You can also see her trying to hold herself differently to how she usually does. Mm, yeah. Um, which I think is part of the dancing training. Um, yeah. I, I noticed that a lot in the movie. Yeah, she, you can see very... her walk into rooms like shoulders down, yeah. chest out. Yeah. Um, better posture. Yeah. Chin up, that sort of thing. Um, it, I don't know. I, it's so like, it just makes me so sad. And I knew this was going to be my problem with the movie before I saw it because I saw the trailers and I was like, why? Why when we finally get musicals, like original musicals, do we have to have original musicals with people who can't sing and dance? It makes me – it hurts my soul. Yeah. Because I love the singing and dancing side of it so like so much. And it really elevates a story when you've got singing and dancing in it. Like it really kind of makes it more emotional for people. It hits home more. Well, I, think- I know that a lot of people really hate musicals <laughs> but if you're gonna do a musical you've got to go all out and you've got to have songs that people are going to want to hum and remember afterwards And if you're going to have memorable songs you've got to have singers who can carry them off yep Which memorable voices actually, if you want to have memorable there's actually songs, the problem memorable that one of the problems i had with moana the songs the songs yeah and the songs are probably great but well, i don't I'm, know i'm really looking forward to when like you know various people all over the internet start doing covers of these songs that yeah. i can listen to like you know, Darren Chris and Superfruit and all that sort of yeah. stuff. I'm, I can't wait for the Superfruit La La Land medley. That will sound great. Mm. 
but things like that, you know, like I, I'm really looking forward to other people singing the songs in this movie and and the the stage version of it. Yeah, whenever yeah. that happens, that, that would be something that I would love to see because I do like the story. I think it's really um, cool and interesting, and I actually think it's kind of a um, it it mirrors the direction that Broadway's been going in a little bit, which is like into stories where the ending's not so happy and mm. that are a little bit more kind of real. Mm. And hit home a little bit more. Um, Broadway's done a lot of really interesting stuff lately. So yeah, it's a. Uh, it feels a little bit like it's been looking at those roots, mm. and it's it is nostalgic, but it's it kind of, it's such a good nostalgia because it's calling back to these things while examining the reality of that situation, mm. but also being a story in and of itself that isn't too meta. You know, like when it does those references, it doesn't feel too over the top, except for that first kiss. It doesn't feel too kind of in your face that they're doing references to those things. It's just kind of calling to it. Mm. Um, and the movie has its own style and its own feel and its own kind of universe that this happens in that works really well for it. I did genuinely like – I mean, by the end of the movie, this had won me over a lot more than I thought it was going to. I just wish they had cast people who could sing. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I, I'm just thinking about the the nostalgia thing because I think – Ryan Gosling's um, like full-on mid-century hipster thing, he that was more of an issue when he was annoying, and then as as the film moves on, you see him kind of move a bit beyond that kind of stuff. He has, but he has to kind of go to this extreme of mm. playing in this electronic band and doing something that you know he's really not him, and then and to and to finally sort of get that balance between like actually um, living his life and also committing to an aesthetic. He kind of has to accept the struggle a little bit instead yeah. of just fighting against it all the time. Exactly. He has to accept that sometimes things are not going to go his way. And uh, yeah, he, and he, he has, has to, to live in that for a bit. Perfection. Yeah. And and you know that that's things like the location that he wanted for his mm. his his um having it. jazz bar. He's not. He has to let that go. Um, things like that. He has to let go of things. And yeah, it's a good it's a good journey for him. I would have liked mm. to see somebody else do it. Um, I also just remembered that um his sister Rosemary Dewitt. Oh God, she was my favorite. She, she has she one, one scene. No, she has more than one line. Yeah. She has one scene where she talks, and then she shows up every so often in the rest of the movie. And every time, I was like, "Yeah, she's happy." Yeah, because she, she gets engaged and then married and then has a baby, and you're just like, "Oh, I'm yeah, so she's glad really she's there happy. to but show she's the passage of time." Wonderful in that scene, and so is um is J D Simmons in the one scene. J K Simmons. J K Simmons. Yeah. Um, J K Simmons in the like one tiny little bit yeah. that he does where. He's only got one scene with lines, or maybe two scenes with lines. I think he has two. Yeah. And he's just hilarious. Like, any, I think because Ryan Gosling's character is so insufferable, anyone who's just, you know, kind of calls him on his bullshit is kind of like my fave. Yeah, immediately. Well, it, it made everybody really happy to see him have to wear that eighties outfit and play the guitar oh in that band. <laughs> um, Plus, there was awesome eighties music, um, yeah, which always livens things up. Yeah. Yeah, and there's so many interesting set pieces and stuff. I just, I'm just so disappointed. I, and there's like, I think it, it's the singing and dancing that really bring down. Like the 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 spark doesn't feel like it's there as much at the beginning of the movie as it should be. I actually felt their relationship was more real later well, when they had problems it, and fights and things. They could, felt like it felt like they liked each other almost more. You could take the songs, the musical numbers out of this, and make a really good romantic drama. Um, you could still have the piano and the band and stuff. You could still he could still be a pianist, but you could take those numbers out. Don't encourage don't them to make less musicals. I don't think you'd lose anything from it. But I mean, 
You kind would, of, I think, the because that's the... It's the... It's not the... And I, I, I obviously want more musicals too. Everybody, I think anybody who's interested in movies wants to ha- continue the musical tradition. Musicals are wonderful. Um, but I think it's the wrong... It's, it's like the wrong people or it's the wrong vehicle for these people. These people are really good at, if this were just a straight movie where none, neither of them had to sing and dance or... This could be a really good movie if the two leads were people who could sing and dance. I don't think uh, no, because of the the particular kind of storytelling structure that they're examining here. I don't think it would work if they weren't if it wasn't a musical, because that's the the storyline that they're looking at is the um like L A kind of dream of these two musical. I mean, she's an actor, an actress, and he's a musician, and um and like their kind of love affair and the way that love feels at the beginning and how it feels like you're flying and the Griffith Observatory after watching Rebel Without a Cause, which made me really which happy was because sweet. God, I love that movie so much. Um, and like all that sort of idea, but then what happens in the real world? Um, mm. that That's the idea they're examining. I don't know if it would work if it wasn't a musical, to be honest. But at the same time, it doesn't work being a musical because the leads are not musical. No. So the, really, it's the casting. Yeah, pretty much comes down to the casting, and they won't take risks on unknowns. They're not going to take risks on not even unknowns, but people who like could probably do all of this better, mm. but are just not that big and famous. And it's, yeah, well, they I mean, won't the, take the those risks. Santino Fontanas and the Jonathan Groffs of the world who do really well in animation and like who are doing really well in animation and on Broadway, but are not quite like I don't know why they wouldn't take that risk. Anyway. Well, then they, but whenever they're in, um, not Santino Fontana, but whenever a lot of those people are on TV, they don't sing. You've got like mm. all of the musical stars in the world in Arrow, Flash, and Legends of Tomorrow, and Supergirl. they don't, yeah. and Supergirl, and they don't sing. Mm. How can I forget Supergirl? It has Jeremy Jordan in it. Um, <laughs> like, you know, they, they, this is the thing about it is that they do this where they like, they, they put the really good singers in non-singing roles. Yeah, I mean, they're actors, so they've got to get a job. But, yeah, it's sort of – it's it's odd. Like, even Madam Secretary, which has a whole heap of Broadway stars in it. Every, Patina Miller's in that, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, Patina Miller um, and uh, Bebby Newworth. Um, and they – every few weeks, every few weeks, at least a couple times a season, they'll have an excuse to have them sing, that all the musical stars sing, which is amazing. Of course, that's exactly what you should be doing. <laughs> They don't people. do that on a lot of the shows no, that I watch. No, it's a bit sad, people, actually. Except for, you know, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which is a great show, by the way. People yeah, watch. I, I really want to see the, like, breakout. Tri- except Santino left. Did he? Santino Fontana uh, left. Sorry, guys, spoiling for Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, but Santino Fontana left, which is breaking my heart. Ah, uh, well. He, I was loved getting to see him on TV every week. He's fantastic. I'd like him so too. He's so talented. Half season, I watched that show. He's so talented. that When he does the Hey, West Covina song. West Covina. No, no, the one oh. later when he goes, "Hey, West Covina." It's the piano man oh, song. I missed that one. Oh, yeah, I only watched that show's just a bit too intense, and I only got through half a season. It is really intense. Um, I um, should, I should go back to it, but kind of like ration it over. God, he, yeah. Now I'm obsessed with the idea of him in this movie. He's the only person that I want to see in it now. <laughs> like we had all these ideas, and now I'm like, no, he's the one. Right, he's it. I think um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt could have carried it off. He could have. He would have been good. He's been good. Uh, he's an all right singer and he can dance well. Mm. Um, yeah, he would have been good. And he's so much more likable too. Like he would have made the asshole yeah. character much more likable. 
and it's it's not unlike a lot of other characters his he has played. Yeah, like it's, that's actually pretty much his, his wheels I had about you character. Yeah. Um. But anyway. Uh, yeah, we should do that movie by the way. I know we really must. I know we should do that. All, All right. right, I should wrap up and let you go and do the other thing you got to do. Thank you. It's interesting that we had so much more to talk about with I was about and Moana. I, I knew I would though, and just knew I'd have more to talk about on this. Um, <laughs> just there was so much more to think about. Yeah, and it references a whole lot of our favorite things. Yeah, I can see. I I do really see why people love it. I mean, it's so well made, and it's something that hits all those buttons that yeah, Hollywood and, loves. And yeah, I, I'm normally much bigger into movies about movies than I am into this, but uh, it's still. I can also I can, see why people wouldn't be, and that's partly because it has terrible casting. Yep. Uh, so we should do ratings. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of torn. I kind of want to give it four stars for how well it's made, but I'm going to give it three and a half because I'm punishing it for casting Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling. It's my punishment. I'm that- actually only going to give it two and a half because it just dragged for me. The second half dragged less than the first, but it really dragged. And See, I, I didn't find didn't it enjoy the dragging. I found it frustrating, but then it it I got it got good and I got really into it. So like there was a period, but there wasn't a time when I was like, oh, it's dragging. But there was a time that I was like, oh my god, we have so much more movie left. Yeah, the, and that happened to me a couple of times. Um, and but there was a period about two thirds the way in where I really enjoyed it. Um, but anyway, so thank you very much for listening to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. If you would like to read the show notes, which are going to be full of YouTube's of um Broadway <laughs> stuff that we've talked about, and so you think you can dance, uh, or find old episodes there on our website, silverscreenqueens.com. Uh, we're at screen underscore queens on Twitter, facebook.com forward slash silver screen queens on Facebook and tumblr.silverscreenqueens.com on Tumblr. Thank you very much for listening. Bye. Bye.